Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, welcome to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. My name is Bill Moore. I'm a food truck business trainer, author of Food Truck 101, Beginner to Winner, and the forthcoming book, Food Truck 201, Get Off the Truck. This podcast is all about helping you start and grow your food truck business. Everybody feels like it's time to throw in the towel from time to time. Frustration over some problem or set of problems overwhelms us, and giving up becomes the easiest thing to do. The pleasure of getting rid of the stress is a bigger motivator than the pain of actually quitting whatever it is we're going to quit. It happens to all of us. In the 1990s, I worked for Wendy's while operating a hot dog cart for extra money. The hot dog cart was fun, it was low stress, it was a mindless job, and I could do it and make a little bit of easy money. And remember, I didn't need to make a lot since I had a really good paying job while I worked at Wendy's. The problem became balancing the job with my personal business. Wendy's was always fun for me, but it was constantly driving from location to location that was not a lot of fun for me. I have a very, very hard time of staying awake when I drive. No matter how much sleep I get, As soon as I get in the car, put it in drive, I fall asleep. I'm like a baby when you drive your baby around to get him to fall asleep. I'm exactly like that. And I end up fighting sleep the entire time I'm driving. Facing getting into a car and driving was a big downer for me, but it was manageable. That was problem number one. Problem number two was a dwindling quality of employees and managers. When I first started in the 1970s, a restaurant staff consists of around 30 people, give or take. And out of that 30 people, around 27 or 28 of them were unbelievably awesome. And the two or three, they were okay. So that meant on any given day, on any given shift, you would be surrounded by at least 90% great people. The day was easy. You could actually manage and lead the staff rather than be what you see today in a restaurant. The manager is wrapping sandwiches or passing out bags or taking orders. That's not what a manager does. That's what an employee does. By the 1990s, though, staffing became a whole bunch more of a challenge. First of all, getting to 30 people was near impossible. And if you could hit 30, only about 10 of those people would be awesome. Another 10 would be just okay. And the remaining 10 were just warm bodies that you were waiting on to find an awesome person to get rid of. But you had to keep them around because they had to do some of the grunt work, some of the menial stuff. Somebody had to do it. So on a given shift, you would have one third of it be awesome, one third of it be okay, and then one third of it you hoped didn't mess something up. The sad thing is the quality of the employees also impacted the quality of the management that we would have. In the 1970s, a poor manager could be replaced with a great manager in just a handful of days. By the 1990s, though, a manager staff reflected the crew staff. So you'd have one third of them would be great, one third of your management staff would be okay, and one third of them was hanging on because there was nobody to replace them. And that's the way it was all through the 90s. Wendy's life and just restaurant life in general became increasingly less and less fun as the days passed. I actually felt like I was working and I started dreading those drives. Besides having to stay awake and fight staying awake, I wasn't able to work the hot dog cart as much as I used to. The hot dog cart was a nice sanctuary. Again, it was mindless job, just having fun with people, serving some good food, 
and making a little bit of money. But my traveling with Wendy's made it harder and harder to be open with any kind of consistency. Then the breaking point for me came when my schedule was changed because my boss, for no real reason other than he wanted to help a really sucky manager in a different district survive a tough inspection they were getting ready to have. This particular store was always at the bottom of, of our particular franchise. And Wendy's International came down and did uh, several inspections, and they did not go well. So after they had their third bad inspection in a row, Wendy's International told our franchise, you cannot grow, you cannot open any more stores until this problem is solved. So my boss wanted to throw all the possible resources he could at this problem store. And that's not a good thing. All of this could have been prevented had they actually done something with the manager that started the problem. It wasn't any of the excuses that was being spouted about. It was just this manager had actually been promoted probably about two positions higher than he could really handle. He was a good assistant, and that's where he should have stayed. Because when they put him in charge of a restaurant, his lack of ability shone through. So my wife will tell you, I hate surprises. When it comes to business, I expect plans and I expect course corrections in real time. So having to go babysit someone that has been poorly performing for months, if not years, really annoyed me. When you wait until something is dire and then try to fix it, I got a real problem with that. So this schedule change also forced me to close my hot dog cart for what would have been my busiest weekend of that particular year and it was doing a rodeo plus that closure cost me a steady monthly gig because i couldn't attend the rodeo the people that ran the rodeo also did horse auctions and they weren't going to invite me back anymore because i had to quit them on short notice and then they had to scramble around to find some type of food vendor to replace me so from a strictly business standpoint, this cost me about 40% of my annual sales, and that's a big hit. The problem wasn't that Wendy's schedule change impacted my business. The problem really was with me. I was too afraid to hire anyone to run my hot dog cart. After all, I was super arrogant back then and really felt like no one could do it as well as me. No one could be as fast as me. No one could be as friendly as me. No one would, would take the time to care about the business the way that I did. And that arrogance, because I didn't hire anybody, cost me 40% of my sales that year. You see, I knew how to hire. I knew how to train. I have literally hired, at that point, several hundred employees and managers. My job at Wendy's required me to be good at those things. And yet, for my own business, I turned off that logic part of my brain and said, Nope, think nobody's as good as me. So as I'm driving from Ocala, where I live, to Altamont Springs on the Florida Turnpike, I was trying to figure out, how to recover that lost revenue. That would certainly keep me awake. And what crossed my mind as I'm driving down that road is I should quit to sell off everything and be done with the hot dog cart. And that way I wouldn't have these surprises pop up from time to time that would just annoy me and frustrate me. I was going to sell off everything. Remember I told you I had a hard time staying awake. Well, what I got in the habit of doing, because this was before cell phones, so I couldn't call somebody and talk to them my whole drive, I used to carry a little small cassette recorder. And I would record ideas or things I needed to do or what I needed to do when I got to the next restaurant, just so I would have something to basically keep me awake. And so as I drove, I'm talking to myself about, what are we going to do when we get to Altamont? But since I decided I was going to quit and just sell everything, I changed the tape from, what am I going to do when I get to Altamont, to, I started a list of everything that I owned with the hot dog cart, all the small wares and, and pots and pans and all that kind of stuff, and what little bit of inventory I had, how much I could sell it for, and how much I could make grand total. 
So I'm listing off everything and going, yes, this'll, this'll sell for $2 a piece. This'll sell for $8 a piece. I can sell the hot dog cart for $1,500. And I'm going through that whole list. So as I pulled into the Turkey Creek gas center there to fill up and going to get me a snack before I headed over into Altamont, I walked into the store and there on the door is the one thing I hate seeing, now hiring. Because now hiring as a sign on the door means we're desperate. But as I read that sign, it, my usual thought didn't pop up. I didn't say, yeah, you're desperate. I was thinking, yeah, you and me both, we got to hire. Because I was thinking I need to replace that manager that was causing me to have to change my whole schedule. And then the light bulb went off. I don't need to replace that manager. I need to hire somebody to work my hot dog cart. It had never occurred to me to hire someone for the hot dog cart. And like I told you guys, I literally have hired hundreds of employees and managers for both Racks and Wendy's, but never ever hired someone for myself. Remember, I went through most of the 1980s without an official business name. One of my employees at one of my restaurants had to say, hey Bill, look at this. And that's where my business name came from. So now in Florida, I had never thought about hiring somebody to help and definitely never thought about hiring somebody to do the business when I wasn't there. So when I got back in the car, I reround the tape and recorded over my price list and began listing the duties an employee would have and then how I would compensate that employee. I knew the duties would be real easy to define because, hey, I'd been doing that for a long, long time, a little over 10 years at that point. So I knew how to set up my hot dog cart and how to communicate to guests and how to take orders. And plus my training at Wendy's, I knew how to operate. But I knew that the compensation package, that would be something I would have to really sit and figure out because it had to be impressive so I could get the right kind of person to do the job. But it also had to leave money for me too, or otherwise what's the point of owning a business? So each of my next several commutes, I recorded and debated and, and recorded some more and debated with myself some more on what would be a fair compensation package. So all of those trips back and forth from Macala to Altamont, I didn't fall asleep once because I was excited about this new idea. I can think about how I can run my business and have it run the way I want it to be ran, still make money, and still be able to work at Wendy's because I really enjoyed working at Wendy's. So in the 1990s, after having run my own food trailer, hot dog cart or food trailer, since 1981, I hired my very first employee. Her name was Elizabeth Brown. She was a college student that had worked for me at Racks in the late 80s and then actually followed me to Wendy's in the early 90s. She stayed with me for about two more years after I hired her to do the hot dog cart and helped make the business flourish. She had a whole set of ideas and a way of looking at things that never really occurred to me. And what started out as a way for me to make a little dab of extra money became a viable business because I allowed someone else to take the reins and run with it. All I did was give them the training to do it right. Together, she and I would work auctions and rodeos and festivals and do all the things to make the big money. And then alone, she would do the things to keep the business viable for the local community. And she would do the sporting events, you know, the Little League football, the Little League baseball and those kind of things. And she could easily handle those working by herself. So she was able to generate a whole lot of money for the hot dog cart. She once actually told me that she made more money working for me than she ever did when she worked full-time at Racks or at Wendy's. And it really bothers me to think that I was ready to quit because I was just frustrated. So whenever you guys get frustrated, step back and look at the situation. It may not be as bad as you think it is. Thank you guys so much for listening to the 10-Minute Food Truck Training Podcast. If you're finding all the information helpful to your food truck business, please become a monthly supporter of the podcast. Just hit the support button and follow the link in the description. Every little bit does help keep us going. Join our Facebook group. It's called Food Truck Training. We have a whole bunch of awesome members at all different levels from just starting brand new beginners to decades old veterans. They've all got your back when it comes to helping you and your food truck. 
And again, thank you for listening. Come back tomorrow because you know I got plenty more to say when it comes to helping you and your food truck business grow.